Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, March 27th, 2023. This is a Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush, how you doing, buddy? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, doing well. The, taking a little bit to wake the back up this morning, but uh, got a couple good nights sleep. Uh, just uh, ready, re- ready to attack a, a new week after a very fun weekend at the Roush house. Had uh, all my wife's family in. We went to Monster Jam Saturday night. And, dude, Monster Jam freaking rules. Like, that. shout out to, to Duke for reintroducing me to Monster Trucks because just seeing them throw that dirt around and – kick it uh, it's just so cool it it was like a i I don't know how much those monster trucks weigh i would assume thousands of pounds and one of them just did a backflip the other night how was that the physics all of that just i i don't understand it but it's it's really freaking cool so shout out to gravedigger and and all the awesome trucks at monster jam i don't know if i've ever been to a monster jam event but i feel like Gravedigger has been advertised as the monster truck for over a decade now. Yeah, it, and it's one of those. Um, Bigfoot is, I think Bigfoot is is now a Hot Wheels because that that's the thing too that the the they don't they don't want to a lot of it to sell toys. Smart uh, business strategy, but Gravedigger, I feel like Gravedigger is also the uh, like you you get to move up in car. If you and Gravedigger is probably like the ultimate car. Like when you get him, you're you're the badass. Um, so I will say there were two there were two cars that were really or excuse me two trucks that were very cool. There's the Monster Mutt, which if you want to take a if you want to Google Monster Mutt, it's like a Dalmatian, big flappy ears, really cool monster truck, and Megalodon, really cool uh, shark sort of deal. Um, their drivers not great, or they had an off night. But they just weren't very good. And so I have a feeling that, 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 you know, I wonder if they're on the hot seat. I wonder how that works, how they assign the drivers and shuffle them around. Because another dude, he had a smaller uh, little little white truck. Um, and as my wife said, she's like, I didn't know get her done was still a thing. But that dude 
was whipping that thing around. He would get up on two wheels, like kind of on its side, and then hit the gas and then get on the other two wheels. It was crazy. He That was a lot of fun. He could like ride wheelies on their front two wheels for seemingly the length of the track. I, I was just baffled because it seemingly defied all physics. Yeah, I would like to know the behind-the-scenes dynamics of the, of the drivers, the pecking order, the the drama that may go along with it. Megalodon was on my butt all night. He couldn't even get off the ground. Uh, yeah, it'd be good. Maybe they could make a TV show, a Netflix Ooh, show out of it. All access, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I, You know, I'm not all about contemporary docs, but I'd watch that, especially because after the show, we were driving out um, at Freedom Hall, and – the, we, we saw a couple of the drivers with their dogs, and they had very cool dogs. Big old pit bulls, really cool dogs. No, that is cool. Did yeah. Freedom Hall still smell like German roasted nuts? Um, it, it was it was a little bit overpowered with the smell of uh, monster truck fumes. Um, but man, not a bad seat in that place. That's a that's a that's a great like I, I know we uh, kind of looked down upon it because it was Louisville's arena for so long, but dude that. It really is a great venue to watch anything. And for this one, they had, like, they, they didn't have a lower level. It was just all up top. Um, and, I mean, it wasn't sold out, but it was awfully close to it. There's a lot of people there. So, pretty pretty, pretty, pretty fun Saturday night. Well, sounds like it was a, a good weekend all around for Louisville. I went to the tournament games on Friday and yesterday. Just electric. But an NCAA tournament atmosphere is just the the best. It, even if your team's not playing in it, maybe even better if your team's not playing in it because it, it it takes on a whole different angle if your team is playing in it. Uh, you, it's more of like a nervous energy. But when you're not, when you don't really care about the outcome and you just get to watch all that nervous energy unfold in front of you, it's it's. Well, if I could go to a tournament game every year, I would. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times I'm not probably going to drive multiple hours to go to a tournament that UK is not playing in. Uh, but when it's in Louisville, I'm always going to try to go. And uh, glad that I did. I can't imagine, maybe New York, I don't know. I can't imagine there was a regional that was more packed. Like, there was great crowds. Uh, not that it was shoulder to shoulder, no empty seats, but very few empty seats for a regional that had teams where the closest was coming from Tuscaloosa. That was that, that was surprising to me and pretty good. And it also did just seem like a ton of Louisvillians or Kentuckians just wanted to go. It wasn't all necessarily out-of-towners, although the out-of-town contingent was pretty, was pretty good. And that was on Friday. And then I was like, well, certainly Sunday will probably be – I bet it will still be a good crowd, but I, I doubt it's going to be anything like we saw on Friday. It was right there. Maybe not not as full, but pretty close. And a lot more Creighton and even San Diego State fans made their way to Louisville for the for the Sunday game yesterday. And then saw a bunch of good games. Exciting basketball games that came down to the wire, at least two out of the three of them. And I, I thought the I thought the Yum Center and, and U of L, if they're if it's their staff and everybody doing it, they they put out a good event. And we just casually throughout the weekend would talk to Creighton fans or Princeton fans, San Diego State. There were Alabama fans sitting all around us on, on Friday, and they all seemed to enjoy it. They seemed to be excited on Friday about their stay in Louisville. We talked to some Creighton and San Diego State fans yesterday that, that had nothing but great things to say. 
Uh, and then just an absolute wild finish, which we will obviously talk about the basketball and the NCAA tournament and everything that did happen over the weekend. But NCAA tournament games, if you ever get the chance to go to them or you have access to go to them or it's easy to go to them, do it because it is it's the best. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's so much fun to take in to take it all in. It's just a, it really is. It's an atmosphere that's pretty tough to des- describe, which doesn't make for necessarily good radio, but. You can you can just feel the tension of the whole win go home. You get a bunch of different fan bases all in the same building. You get cheers going from one side versus cheers from another, and it, it is it's really cool. So uh, those that went, I hope you had as good as a time as I did. Scoots, how was your weekend? We gotta we gotta talk to the star of the show. Uh, it was it was okay. I, I worked a lot this weekend. It was, I didn't do anything fun. So hearing you all talk about your fun weekends and how you got to do all this stuff kind of makes me a little jealous, but that's on me. I, I kind of set myself up, um, for this. So, but yeah, it was good. I, I did watch a lot of basketball, watched a lot of sports, really. Um, some golf, some what a NASCAR yesterday. So it was, it was a good weekend, but I wish I would have had a little more time for relaxation and fun like you guys. Did how how did the massage go? I never could get one. I mean, Scooch, people aren't going to really take your pains and ailments all that seriously when you do nothing about them. I mean, I called three different places. I don't know what you want me to do. I, I called three places on Friday. They were all booked up. And then, like I said, Saturday, Sunday, I worked pretty much all day, so I, I didn't have time. But my roommate, so I mentioned, I brought him up on Friday how he used to be in chiropractic and massage therapy and all that. He worked on me a little bit on Friday night, which helped a lot. But the moral of the story is my IT band is screwed. Done. Yep, we're going to take some time. Done. What what's a explain an IT band for the people listening that may not know what that is? I don't know what it is, so join the club in that. But basically, it runs down the side of your leg and connects everything. Yeah, yeah, it's from your low back to like the back of your knee, and it's um I think it's a tendon to be precise, um because it's it, and it like kind of connects to all those muscles and uh I know this because I have had a really i i've had those same struggles before scoots and it is uh it's bad it's not good you gotta and that's why a part of it today today too is um diet starts monday so i gotta get back on my 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 it band and my exercise and you know i my can't just be doing my march boozing anymore we gotta gotta knock that off because it was uh as fun as it was um we're now down to only three basketball games so i can't use college basketball as an excuse to drink and be lazy well, you, I mean, this Final Four Saturday, even it's significantly better when the Cats are involved, but it's still fun. It's still, still exciting basketball. It is a really interesting Final Four this year, which we yeah. will talk more about. So, Rosh, I, I, I think you get March boozing throughout the Final Four. Yeah, that does bleed over into April a little bit. And then you probably take a week off, but then you got to get ready for derby prep drinking. Well, and you don't, you don't want to go into derby – you you taking weeks oh, off, you know? Right, so. right. I can I gotta have like a, I, but I, I think I've got a good base on, and, I, and now it's just a matter of uh, no, no weekday beers, you know, except for the national yeah. championship, which got, I got, well, yes, of yeah, course, yeah, right. Yeah. right. Speaking, but speaking of horse racing, I also watched some of that this weekend. Wanted to thank you, Roush. Great pick on instant coffee. Horse is a freaking bum. Dude, he didn't get up. He's I, a actually, bum. Whoa. It's, it's, it's actually probably going to benefit me long term now because he's probably going to be like 20 to 1. 
um, at the Derby. So I won't be betting them. Okay. I had $25 in my Twin Spires account. I was like, yeah, let me let me throw some on instant coffee. I, I was able to catch the Louisiana Derby like three minutes before they went to the post. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go with Roush on this. Yeah, I've never been so disappointed. Horse didn't even have a shot. So are you saying that you won't be listening to Roush's horse racing advice moving forward? I won't be listening to it every single time. Okay. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, but like that's also – so I think it's my derby horse. So you, you were confident. I'm riding with him. You were confident. What did it, did it have a like coming third, fourth? Oh, uh, I don't, I don't think so. No. I think it ended up he coming did. in like fifth or sixth. It was in last yeah. the whole race. Well, oh, and he's no. that's how he uh, that's how he rolls, right? Like he kind of sits back and off the pace, and then comes up strong. And uh, he just didn't have that second gear on Saturday. I don't, I don't know what it is. Got to, got to hear from Brad. Hear his analysis, but. Um, uh, yeah, not sure what went wrong for old uh, instant coffee there on Saturday. The old boys in purple got a big old oh yeah L on Saturday too. How does that happen in the freaking home opener? I don't know. We we had it kind of on in the background on Saturday, and it was just it looked like a pretty complete and total domination. But they had a good crowd, and the weather seemed really nice at the game. So yeah, they had that going for him. between that and um, the Bachfest was going on down the street. My parents like everybody went to Bachfest. Oh they yeah, that that thing is so big now. They don't they don't they don't have enough like people to to keep the thing running smoothly. You know, <laughs> my parents they were just like, yeah, we just had to go to a bar. Like we we had to go to Taj because everything outside was just too crazy. What is Bachfest? Oh, Mister German Scoots, huh? Oh, oh, I'm not familiar. Oh, oh. Don't know about a German beer fest in downtown Louisville? Hmm. Where they race goats? Yep, that's that's it. German beer fest where they race goats. Do they really race goats? Yeah. They do. That's that's their big fit. They race goats. It's a lot of fun. Except, like, the goats just don't run on their own. So, like, the people have to run. So, the goats kind of chase them. So, they know, like, to go. And uh, so, that's always fun. So, you, you get, like, a group of, like, seven people that just sprint. And then behind them a group of goats, some of which do run, some of which don't. Some go the wrong way. It's a good time. It's hilarious. But yeah, no, I've never heard of Bachfest. If it's not at the German club, I'm not going. Maybe it's a sign that like Louisville needs more good weather, outdoor events. The fact that all of them are getting super duper crowded. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, And Especially this time of year, and you're going to start seeing a lot more of them because, um, spoiler alert, my wife's she's doing a bunch of work at a lot of them. Uh, but like, I know Paris Town's going to have one coming up, Westport Villa. Now, they're like smaller things, but I, I'm with you though, TJ. Spring, once we get rocking and rolling, especially derby season, everybody wants to get out. And you know what? It'll be here before you know it. We're, we're five, five plus weeks away. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the page doesn't officially get turned until after the March Madness ends. But once the the Final Four happens this weekend, uh, that following weekend, we'll start having derby things. Hell, it's probably only, what, two weeks till – no, they do it the week after Easter. Three weeks till Thunder. So, man, be here before you know it. They really will. We're moving. We're moving along. We're moving and grooving. Uh, there were there, – as I mentioned, there was a lot of basketball this weekend, some in town. I went in, we, we finished Friday's show with me 
having a decent chance at hitting my final four parlay, which would have been uh, $4,000, uh, didn't get a final four team. Didn't get a yep. one of them. Not, Don't think not, a lot not, of... Not a single one of them. I wonder what the... Uh, if somebody had the, this final four parlay, what that would have paid. I mean, I can't, oh. I can't, I can't even imagine. A $10 for probably over 10000 I would think. At least. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is that is wild. I, obviously, I, I am no stranger to not having a Final Four team. I do think it's probably rare that I don't get one of them, but I definitely right. it's, I definitely had years where I didn't have any of them, as embarrassing as it may be. But I, I could never remember a year ever that I've ever had a bracket just fall apart so quickly when it had been doing so well. Yeah, uh, I was proud, and I don't know where I'm going to end up finishing because I'm sure a lot of people's brackets were struggling. I can't imagine too many people at San Diego State in the Final Four or Florida Atlantic in the Final Four, um, but I, I, the other teams potentially, maybe more reasonable, more likely. But uh, even Miami, I doubt a lot of people probably had. But I, I just like that, you snapped your finger and. Uh, all your one seeds were gone and some other potential favorites just taken off the mm-hmm. board. And Kansas State, who had kind of grown a little bit into like a Cinderella team, although as a three seed, not really Cinderella, but Kansas State as a program, not a lot of great success. And people were kind of falling in love with their team as a whole. Boom, they get out Cinderella by a team that really maybe shouldn't also be considered a Cinderella because they've won 35 games this season or however many games. <laughs> yeah. It's been, which is just an insane amount of basketball games to be able to win. Then San Diego State, you look at the road that they've had and the teams that they've beaten. That's a super impressive run to be able to get to Houston. And it it really goes across the board. Uh, Miami, they guards win in March. Their backcourt, really, really tough. So Yeah, and they also faced an interim coach who just blew it. Like they, Texas blew that. So bad yesterday. I mean, they were about 10 for, what, 30 minutes of that game? And just yes. completely fell apart in the final 10. It really did. It all, like, the, again, that is the tournament. It did just go away from them in the blink of an eye. And that, because Miami didn't miss any of their free throws in garbage time and Texas just couldn't score also to even keep it somewhat competitive. But, yeah, that switched real fast. And it came down to that over-the-back blockout call. What did we all think of that decision? Uh, oh, there man. Terrible call. Like, you're boxing out, and the dude jumps over you, and it's your fault because he tried to jump over you and took his legs out from underneath him. Like, that that's your own damn fault. I'm the exact opposite. I think it was a great call. Yeah, I mean, if, if someone's up in the air like that jumping for the rebound, you can't just basically take them out between the under the legs, you know? Should, shouldn't you have the right to block out, though? Like, isn't that... Uh, yeah, but it was kind of an awkward block out. Like he was he was down really low and I feel like he didn't start blocking out until Omir jumped. So that's what made it. That, that's what I thought was the right call. All right, you guys ready for the right answer? We heard we heard from both sides here. Dun, dun, dun. It should have been a no call. Let the boys play. Oh, wow. That's a fun uh <laughs> see. I, I did not expect that one. No uh, tiebreaker at all. M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan twist there, huh? No call, no let's, call. Ooh, ooh. Let's do, uh, let's do this for the for the other call, the the one that game you were at, San Diego State Creighton. Was it a foul? 
on the final play. Scoots. Oh, man. Um, yes, I am going to say it was a foul simply for the fact that he was, like, grabbing onto his side. That That's what made it a foul for me. TJ, you were there in person. Did you think that there was a foul when you saw it live? We so we had we had Creighton fans behind us that were really not, we we took the we took the baby on Sunday Roush it was too late obviously on Friday, so she was making friends with everybody. So we were talking to the people. So I, I was having to play both sides to like the Creighton fans behind us. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they called that. That's wild. But but then we had San Diego State fans in front of us that were also nice, and I do feel like you probably have to call that if you're an official and you and you saw what they very clearly saw in the moment I hated it in the moment I didn't think it was a foul but then you go and you watch the replay and you saw what the official saw and the dude had his whole arm on the guy's hip like you, yeah. you know you got caught you, it's always the offhand too like the pass I, interference it's it's never the 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 outreaching hand it's the one that's like behind them on their back it does and, seem to be that way for sure so I think that they did need to unfortunately call it. You hate to have a game come down to that. You hate to have a season come down to that. But if you're an official and you see that, you're not really doing your job if you don't call it, and you aren't supposed to officiate games differently regardless of time on the clock. But this was San Diego State's chance at a last-second shot, and the shot was impacted, unfortunately. So I do feel like you had to call it. It, it did stink, though. Yeah, and I don't – What's the way? Like, I don't want to feel too bad for Creighton. Um, also, because they just got a gift um, to tie the game. I mean, what what was that pass, San Diego State? You're going to try to throw it over the shoulder towards their own basket? If you're going to do that, you can't do it towards their basket. You just gave them a layup to tie the game with 35 seconds left. <sighs> Although, it's probably a good thing it didn't go to overtime. I don't know if the baby was going to last throughout overtime. Ooh, so, yeah. um, shout out to uh, you, TJ, because I, I've done this is what year four or five. I've done spread madness, and when you gave me San Diego State, I was like, I was livid. It's like, of course, he gave me this garbage team. They'll probably get knocked out in the first round. Won't cover, and look at us now. We're in the final four, covering too. That that was the one, Rob. I, I was sweating that one out. That was that was a that was a tough one. Um, but they uh, they grinded it out. They grinded it out and got the W. It kept me alive. And now we're on to Houston. What was the line on that game? Plus two and a half for San Diego State. Wow. So I really did not want overtime. <laughs> I was just like, please don't go because you, you could have very well seen Creighton just hit a couple of shots and that'd be the game in overtime. Yeah, three of the four spread madness teams are the original team. Meaning, so, you know, one team has covered four straight games. UConn, Miami, mm-hmm. San Diego State being being those teams. Uh, the only team not, well, so Florida Atlantic. Where they, uh, they didn't cover against Memphis. Or no, they did cover against Memphis. It would have been fairly, fairly Dickinson. Yeah, fairly yeah. Dickinson. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. they, they won, but they did not cover. So that's where the, uh, that's where the exchange happened there. Good. Good call. Yes, well, congrats. And you're the only person in the Final Four that only had one team. Uh, there were only four people who only bought one team as is, and you're the only one that, that made it out of that bunch. So Woo! you're you're yeah. the Cinderella story, I, I, really? I would say. 
uh, on the Cinderella story. And you know what? This is making up for all the money that I could have been making if our idiot legislatures actually did their damn job. I was so m- the unders have been super hot for San Diego State, but I haven't been able to make it over to Indiana every time. Scoots, I hope you've been on the San Diego State unders. I'm worried. I looked at them uh, for next week, and it's already, I think, 18 points less in that semifinal than it is in the other one. So that one might be might be tough. But it was 137 yesterday, and uh, they didn't even get to 110. I don't think total. Uh, 113 maybe 111 113 but yeah okay there no we go. I, I just i can't bring myself to bet unders roush i, I love that you well, do it i i cannot do it it's the ncaa tournament for unders man i bet the, i like the first half unders but i cannot bet a full game under <laughs> the the one uh that san diego state hit that i did have in the sweet 16 um Needed some missed free throws at the end to cash that ticket. That was you want to talk about cheering for missed free throws at the end of the game. That's a wild ride right there, Scoots. Wild ride. True. Should join the fun. Um, I also could have made some money betting against the Louisville Cardinals last night, TJ. Oh, they um, lost. I, I haven't. I haven't seen the final score, but it was a pretty big game, Roush. It wasn't the big game, but it was a big game. Did Jeff Walsh win it? Um, uh, no, he did not win the big one. Oh, yeah. Man, I thought this may be the year. Many people were saying that they were having a down year. They responded and said, uh, so much for a down year, but uh, I mean, their season's over with now that basketball's still being played. Oh, yeah. My favorite part of last night was, uh, Louisville fans complaining about how much ESPN was talking about Caitlin Clark. At one point, Louisville was up 12 to nothing. And then in the blink of an eye, they were down 20 to 15. Caitlin Clark had 15 of those points and had assisted on the other five. And it's like, oh, you're, you're upset that ESPN is talking about the woman who had the 40-point triple-double. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, sure. How, how, dare, how dare they? Yeah, like, because she's awesome. You all freaking cheered for Lamar Jackson. You're all acting like ESPN is hyping up one player too much. Give me a freaking break. That's that's the very on brand for you of all folks to care about be, the coverage of it. Yeah, that, to be the right, victims of, like, some some stupid irrelevant thing. That's right. You're also, like, also, women's basketball tournament is all about stars, and Haley Van Lith was playing well early on. Um, it was a good game for about three quarters. Uh, and then it, it 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 got out of hand. It got out of hand because um, Iowa they score a ton of points. Uh, Iowa sports very amusing to me that they have this weird dichotomy where their basketball teams all score in the nineties pretty much every time they take the court, and they play no defense. They have to outscore teams to win games. Uh, whereas their football team, uh, it's it's the exact opposite. It's except to the nth degree where they're just like, please, defense, can you score twice for us? Because if you don't, I don't think we're going to score enough points to win a game. It's 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 just very the, Iowa fans got to be in a very weird place uh, where it's all offense for half the year and zero offense for the other half. It's very confusing for them, I'm sure. I, I, I would ima- I would imagine so. Uh, we need to take our first break, but we have a lot more to talk about. We kind of only touched a little bit on the Final Four and some of those games over the weekend. We'll wrap up that as well. There is a bunch of UK news regarding basketball yeah. and 
Jack Pilgrim's report that has set the internet on fire. We're going to react to that as well. Oh, and uh, Stoops, he was on fire on Saturday. A lot of, st- a lot of fun stuff to discuss. Stoops was on fire. And then the Batcats played baseball on the road. Their first road SEC series. We'll recap how all that went down. It's going to be a fun show. And one of those days where you're not 100% sure if two hours is going to be long enough. And we've got the Thornton's text on as well. And we're going to talk to you about Thornton's when we return. This is KRC on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kidd. I don't like Monday. Tell me why I don't like Monday. Tell me why I don't like Mondays. I want to shoot. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What are you doing, dude? You're terrible. Stop whining. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back to another week. It's Monday, and the best way to start a new week is to give yourself a little extra time on your way into the office, stop at a Thornton's, and fill up, fuel up, and get your day started right. Download the app and be a Refresher and Rewards member if you're not already, and you're going to save a lot of money. Every time I go to the pump, I save three cents. It's always uh, great. Any money, any additional money is fine. And then you go inside the store, you get buy one, get ones, 20% off, this, that. Uh, you just got to download the app. It'll tell you gas prices around you in your area, so you can try to go to the cheapest one. Thornton's always trying to make it easy for you, always trying to have you save some dough. And that's why they've got 89 cents, any size drink in the entire store. You can't beat it. So go to a Thornton's today, save money, and get your day started the right way. Delicious donuts mm. there as well. I have six of uh, my nine cups are um, filled right now. A couple more, and I'll get a free one. Bada boom, bada bam. Yeah, and it's, that, that's it's just, exciting. It's coffee, fizz freeze, whatever. Uh, see, and that's a, that's a big treat at our house, at the Roush house. You get a little slushy. Um, Duke and the wife are big slushy fans. So maybe I'll just make a quick trip uh, today, get the coffee, get the slushies, and bam, I'm ready for a free cup. They do it the right way over there at Thornton's. Saving uh, you some dough and eating some dough. All right, Rash, where do you want to – there's so much more to get to, and we will try our best to get to it all, but where would you like to go now? Um, you want to bring up the Stoops in football? Yeah, let's just go ahead and do the Stoops in football because that's you, fun. I, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I could also see it coming because the statements that he said – Friday during UK's Pro Day, which feels like an eternity ago. Um, But I guess we can bring up some of that as well. But during the kind of downtime, he spoke with reporters and he's like, you know, this is is all good and all, but um, we need our players to step up. Like, I I, I love commending them, but we got to get back to playing hard-nosed football. We got to have the right mentality, get back to the, the foundation of what this program was built on. And... Essentially, that statement that he said on Friday immediately carried over to Saturday with him walking off the field and just for three and a half minutes just being pissed off. And what was very, it was also very funny to kind of see uh, 
some of the line of questioning would he was just like, ah, no, not time for it. I'm just pissed. Like this, this stinks. This is not good. I'm frustrated. Not good enough. Um, I, I did thoroughly enjoy the public tongue lashing that Mark Stoops gave because, hey, we we were a little bit due for it, right? Like I'm not. I, I don't think he has this marked on his calendar year. Uh, but there's just a point in any of these fall camps, particularly spring ball, and Freddie talked about it for a while. But like the 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 hardest part of spring practice and bringing it is just you're you don't have some sort of opponent you're prepping for, so now you're a third of the way through. Your boys were in town this weekend. I'm sure they all went out Friday night. Saturday morning rolls around. Stoops lets them sleep in some. But they they show up. They don't bring it. Like I. I, I wasn't surprised by it. They're human. It happens. I will say it's 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 pretty clear he didn't. He was very clear that he didn't want to single out people, but it's all going at the offense, all at the offense. Because Brad White said on Thursday he liked the way the defensive leaders were responding. He said we got no leaders on offense on Friday, on Saturday. So, or he said we got no leaders. That, that feels like a shot at the offense, and. Luckett thinks that it's somewhat like Luckett thinks this is about offensive line play, which would add up. I also think this could be directed at the young receivers too, because they kind of had to spend most of last season building them up to make sure they didn't transfer. And then now that it's almost like a de recruitment process, if you will. So um, I, I, I don't know where specifically to pinpoint it, but either way, it's clear that the offense um, after having a decent start to spring ball, had a had a rough setback. I, I don't think it's any sort of long-term alarms. Um, like, you would rather them have these setbacks now. Uh, but I also just enjoy Stoops taking the gloves off and saying, you know what, screw it. Like, you guys better bring it. And if that isn't a wake-up call, I, I don't know what is, TJ. Scoots, to me... It's like this is the any good sports movie. This is this is a scene. You have to have the angry coach bring the players down a few notches. I yeah yeah you're I mean you're exactly right. It could be beneficial, you know. I mean, it, you need something to motivate your guys, so per, potentially that's it. But yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> scene out of a it movie. Seems, seems like every see every season we we get one of these. You'll normally probably get it in the fall as well. Yeah, it's, it's like week three in the fall, right? Right when they're starting to hit a wall. That's that's usually the timing of that one. I just don't know if we've got it. I don't know if these guys want to be great. I, I think they're. I think they think they do, but do they <laughs> want to put in the work? Do they want? Do they want to do the extra work? Uh, I, th- yeah. If we get a lot more of this, maybe I actually will be concerned. But this is just uh, Stoops has been a head coach long enough. He, he's following the script a little bit. Not that, his, not that I don't think his complaints are valid. I mean, obviously, I have no idea. I'm not at the practices. We have no reason really not to believe him. But this is just this is part of it. This is part of the part of the season. Uh, every team will have their coach kind of have to to get them to get them to refocus and, and and step up a little bit or pull more out of a few guys. And that's what Stoops is doing here. But no, if if, if it's like two more weeks and you keep getting comments like this then maybe i'll be a little bit concerned but uh, i i'm sure i'm sure this week roush will get a good oh they they responded yeah we there was a lot of yelling there was a lot of people that had to 
had to step up, but they responded. I'm sure we had a good sense of urgency. Like that, like Williams going to go to the podium tomorrow. Said, yeah, you know, they these guys, they they had a renewed uh, Mm -hmm. uh, sense of urgency. They knew why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can pre-write those posts right now. Um, (laughs) But I I do um, like that. There is something to be said in that. Of all the times, I don't know if Stoops is just more comfortable, but typically he's not just like you know saying this is BS and not saying this is BS, saying the actual words. Like he was, he was letting him have it. So uh, he did take it to a new level. But I also think part of that is just because he the bar has been raised, and they know how good this group could be if they if they put it all together. And so anything short of that, he's he's just the demands are high right now. And uh, that's what you want to hear from your coach. Absolutely. And they should be. The expectation should be uh, th- this could be another 10-win, double-digit win season. And so you got to you gotta get everybody on the same page. You got to get everybody on board. So cool to hear everything on Pro Day went well on Friday. I, I, every TV that uh, seemed like I went across that was on ESPN seemed to be talking about UK's Pro Day. So mission accomplished in terms of that but did it did it go well for the uk players yeah i thought chris rodriguez did a really good job um he had been dealing with some minor injury thing at the combine and that's why he didn't run then and he got four five two which was like a second and a half faster than benny and he, he had some explosive numbers he really helped himself i thought um so now really your only big knock on him is um you know, his, his fumbling issues, which followed him at the senior bowl. He put one on the ground there. So that, that was not ideal. But, um, outside of that, like he, he ran routes for will, uh, showed an ability to catch passes. Um, uh, Carrington Valentine put up some fast, uh, he, he put up a good 40 time. Uh, the, the thing with Levis too, he, uh, I thought he did uh, Todd McShay. Like if you want to, I, I know like not a lot of you all have ESPN plus, um, but he, he kind of, like, it's hard for folks to just watch a quarterback throwing workout and notice the subtle nuances because a lot of the stuff looks the same for, that we saw in the combine, right? But McShay, I, I, and I, I pulled a few of those quotes for a post on KSR if you don't have ESPN Plus, but he got into the nitty gritty of what teams are looking for and why he may be viewed higher or lower than some may expect. And essentially, it comes down to the same issue that's always been the issue for Levis, and that's how his lower body is tied in with his upper body. And McShay said, listen, it, it was it was better. He's been working with Jordan Palmer. It was better this time than it was at the combine. Um, but he's like, you know, he still had a few throws, uh, the layups is what they call them, that weren't perfect, that, that look a little bit harder than they should be. Um, and... His throws to the left weren't as like that. That it's it's clear that throwing to the left is kind of his weakness. He's not Zoolander where he can't uh, turn that way, but he he does struggle on that side. So that that is keeping him behind uh, your CJ Strouds and Bryce Young, at least in the eyes of McShay and many others. Uh, but hey, he did show improvements from uh, point A at the combine in Indy to point B at Pro Day. He put more touch on his passes. And uh, he he brought some of the biggest names out there. Seattle, uh, he was having he was at Jeff Ruby's bouncing between tables between ownership groups, which I thought was funny. Um, so all in all, a, a, a good a good day for Will Levis. This is going to be great enough to be the number one pick, 
I don't think so, but still good enough to be a solid top 10 selection. Good. That's good to hear. Uh, the hopping between tables at Jeff Ruby's is hilarious if that's actually true, but it does seem like that could just, if I'm Will Levis, that's like an ideal situation. That Or is it? Or, or would you rather just get like, you know, wine and dine different meals, a different, I, you know, I don't want to fill up. I can only eat so much at Jeff Ruby's and I feel like you guys are getting off a little cheap getting these nice dinners and I'm not mm-hmm. picking out where if this was all separate, so I don't know. I, that's why I think if I'm Will Levis, each table needs to have a different appetizer for me. Well, so that's I, he said he only did okay. He only did apps with uh, David Tepper, and then he got the main. Uh, so that's the Panthers, and then he got the entree with the Raiders. And then so, they do desserts maybe with another team. Oh, that would have been good too. Desserts with Pete Carroll. I bet Pete Carroll gets some weird dessert. You gotta get that cigar dessert if you're at Jeff Ruby's. It's true. Many people have said that. On a Kentucky lot of Roll people Call. have been saying yeah. that. A lot of people have been saying that. Do you also think he hit the ceiling with the football on purpose? Uh, that could have been a good idea, just to be like, oh, man, the ceiling is the roof. Um, uh, I threw, I just uh, threw too, I'm, I'm too, too much power. The roof can't even hold my footballs. Although like the ceiling can't hold us. Yeah. Little Macklemore. Yeah. Oh, Seattle. He's a Mac. Yeah. Boom. There we go. Well, good. Good news for UK football. Good news for Will Levis. Uh, well, UK having soups just annihilate them. Not good news, but a good refocus in the spring. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, anything new with UK football recruiting or anything? Any, anything uh, there? Don't, yeah. there was, I did enjoy seeing a picture of this. Uh, I don't know if he was from Wheeling, West Virginia, but the. It was one of those. Uh, what's the, what's the stop in Beckley? He was from. He was a quarterback. I think a quarterback from Beckley, West Virginia, and he was the most Beckley, West Virginia looking dude ever. Like the kind of like Gardner Minshew looking mustache. Um, I'm just giving all the vibes there. But no, just you know, people coming in and out. I don't think anything too crazy to, to catch up on on football recruiting. No, it's not the, the the most urgent time of the year in in that regard, but, uh, all right, well, good. Well, good, good football chat. Uh, you do have recruiting and basketball going hot and heavy cause it's McDonald's all American week. You'll have the they game. They moved it up a day. They threw me off. Um, my, my internal clock was off cause the game is on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. So mm. the practices were held over the weekend. Kind of threw me off. So interesting. Uh, where are they in Houston? I think too. Correct. Which is a uh, side of the Final Four. The only ones I ever went to were in Chicago, but they've been, they, it's been moved out of Chicago for a few years now, right? Uh, yeah, I, I did one in Atlanta. Um, I think that's where they had been recently. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I ever, ever did one in Atlanta. The Chicago one was nice because it was an easy drive, but they didn't, they didn't all, also didn't have the best setups. And Man. just having to like, go throughout, hey, yeah, just go downtown to pick up your credential. And it's like, oh, that's all I got to do is just drive downtown to a hotel in Chicago to get my credential. Yeah. And it would be on easy. Michigan Avenue, too. What, you just, just want like me to park, park on Michigan Avenue? Should I just park right in the middle of the road and go out and ro- go up to the 13th floor so I can get my credential and then come back down to my car on Michigan Avenue? Is that all I have to do? Drive across town in downtown Chicago to Michigan Avenue, park the car, go upstairs, 
It was like a 45-minute thing. It was like, what am I supposed to do with my car here? So then you have to park it and pay like, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. That was the, the bad uh, part about Chicago. Also, worst drive of my life in the... Like, I, I had to make that drive after Kentucky lost to North Carolina and Memphis. Um, and that sucked. Because it was also a, like... Um, Matt was like, "Yeah, I'm not. We're not sticking around here. Let's just let's just leave." And so we lost Drew and somebody else for post game. So I had to do post game and then wake up at whatever time to be in Chicago by eight thirty Central Time. So like three a.m., two thirty. That sucked. That was so from from Memphis or from Louisville. I was just in Louisville, but I was not. I was not anticipating having to work after the North Carolina loss and ended up having to do that and then wake up and drive and then you what's really fun is like just being the only person on the road in the middle of nowhere in indiana and then like all of a sudden you're in chicago rush hour traffic um terrifying for hey, I, I did that we should have carpooled together i did that yeah, exact, same, exact yeah. same thing really really screwed the pooch on that one because we had to be at the practice monday morning yeah 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 Practices are fun, though, and that's why we're getting some fun updates. Sounds like DJ Wagner um, got that dog in him. That was encouraging to to hear from um, the multiple reports. I did the I checked out the national report to make sure it vibed with Jax, and yes, DJ was the, the best player on the court, and it also was encouraging to hear that he wasn't – it's not just because he was getting buckets. Like, the dude was getting after it on defense. Um, so, uh, I love to hear that. Um, also thought it was, uh, like he, he was still wearing his Nike swag. Like it's a, it's an Adidas sponsored game, but you won't catch uh, DJ Wagner wearing Adidas. So love that loyalty. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. That, that is one little tidbit that I didn't even put together. I guess I just didn't even notice or just realize that, but yeah, that's a good point. Wow. Uh, that dude was never going to L. <laughs> that dude was never going to L. Yeah, that's been all the reports. Is Wagner has been really, really impressive. Uh, UK fans are going to freak out. Cover your ears. Don't don't go crying to a message board. But his mid-range jump shot, Roush, really, yep. really pure. Ooh. But on the other foot, Justin Edwards was struggling from his mid-range jump shot, and that's his kind of bread and butter. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I would say the, the reports that I've read, from Jack and just from other people down there. And, and like Roush said, it is nice sometimes to just match up what another team's rider, well, you know, what stands out to another team's rider. Cause sometimes you'll get somebody say, well, you know, they're not our recruit, but so-and-so looked really, really good. And especially the national guys who kind of just have to touch on what's going on regardless of a team affiliation or anything like that. Wagner is, he, he is soul, in the show to some degree uh, as just one of the lead guards out there. And then out of the UK guys next, you're hearing a lot about Bradshaw, and people are impressed yeah, with yeah. his offensive game, the stuff that he's been able to do, knocking down shots, spreading the floor, knocking down three pointers too. Yep. Which Cal, you got to let him shoot those. You got to let him spread the floor and extend the floor. It's going to help out the entire offense. But that's good to see. And then I I saw a video of his. And I don't know who, where it came from, but he was knocking down a ton of elbow jumpers as well. How often oh, do yeah. UK bigs get that shot? They get them all the time. And especially yep. when you've got a seven-footer with his wingspan, he's going to be able to get that shot over anybody. So you would think, at a minimum, no matter how bad a possession's going, UK may be able to default to that 18-foot jump shot from their big man in Bradshaw next year. And you should feel pretty good about it. So 
that was fun. So you hear a lot about Wagner. You've heard a lot about uh, Bradshaw as well. Maybe maybe he's been talked about in terms of the bigs more than just about anybody. Reed Shepard, you're hearing more of like great leader, great teammate, very vocal, active, does the drills the right way. Just the stuff you'd probably predict, uh, you'd expect to hear about Shepard. And then it is that has been surprising. Justin Edwards, probably you, you've heard not as much about, and as Roush said, some of what you had heard about is just kind of the shot struggling a little bit. I ain't worried about him in the slightest, but I will say that was a little surprising that people haven't really been raving about him because he is a really, really good player. But uh, that's that's the thing about these All-Star Weekends. If you hear things you like about your players, then it's really important and it's great. And then if you don't hear things you like about your players, well, it's just an All-Star Weekend, not the end of the world. How serious are they even taking it? Which in these practices, that's actually the best part. Those are the that's when there actually are that's when you can take some stuff away is watching these practices. But um, you can you can you can spin it any which way you want, really. I uh, did. Did they say that Reed Shepard's sneaky athletic? Jim Rat. Jim Rat. Yeah, first one mm-hmm. in, last one out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but there's a little recap from the UK guys at the McDonald's All-American game. But scoop, you're intermingling with NBA people at McDonald's All-American games. They want to get early scouting reports on these guys, get them on the file and whatnot. Uh, and Jack Pilgrim's talking to people, and what he's hearing is interesting. An hour or two, we're going to talk about it, give our takes, and then we need to switch gears, talk some other sports. The Batcats stay hot. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse. Hour two coming up next. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, 14.50 a.m. As a buddy of mine just pointed out, it is a bare minimum Monday, so don't work too hard today. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, just get the things done you need to, Roush. Don't overexert yourself on to, on, on a Monday, right? What makes it a bare minimum Monday? Uh, it's a Monday. So every Monday is a bare minimum Monday? Yeah. Oh, interesting. If you if you go too hard at the, early, the start of the week, you'll burn yourself out, so it's best just to take it easy. Hey, by the way, guys, I can't believe I didn't bring this up last week, and maybe you've already noticed, but did you know that we are nearing the end of a nine-day palindrome when it comes to the date? Whoa. No. From from 3-20-23 to 3-29-23. It's all palindrome. Pretty cool. Oh, man, I love a good, weird palindrome. That's right. Hell yeah, Scoots. Thanks for pointing that out. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Thanks, Scoots. No problem. That's what I'm here for. And Roush, tomorrow is going to be a Take It Easy Tuesday, so you also won't have to be working too hard tomorrow either. What about uh, Hump Day? Is that a happy Hump Day? 
no. I, we'll we'll have to we'll have to reevaluate when we get to Wednesday. Or work hard Wednesday. Is that going to be the day that you actually got to? I think it's maybe a hardly work Wednesday. You don't want to work too hard on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm Nixon hard work Wednesday. Uh, hardly work Wednesday. I like there we that. go. Yeah, working hard or hardly working them, all right? There, there, there you have it. Get the text on into the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. We will not waste any time. We'll jump into some of the scuttlebutt, mostly with players staying, going decisions. And I think everybody assumed, well, you should assume, you should expect, Cason Wallace will be gone. Jacob Toppin, I don't see anybody predicting he'd, he'd be back at UK. Same with Oscar Sheboy. Except, like most, you know, some people it, are just like, oh, it could happen. But it's just it, people saying it could happen. Most, It seems like everybody's on the same page that he will not be returning to UK. It's a, a – so it comes down to Livingston, Reeves, and Collins. And Jack Pilgrim had an update on those players. And make sure you're checking that out. He tweeted it out. I'm sure you're already following along with Jack Pilgrim on Twitter. He seems to indicate that there's a decent chance that Antonio Reeves will be back at UK, which, woohoo, that's good news. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's pretty much the extent of the good news. He thinks that Damien Collins will transfer. It's only strictly because he just may have to. He may just have to get closer to home. It's not a bad feeling. He likes UK, maybe would even want to hang out at UK, but everything that happened last year, Surrounding his family, unfortunately, he may need to get closer back to home. And then it's with Chris Livingston. This happened all pretty quickly, where the people in the know, obviously Jack included, are all saying like he's not he's he's not going back to UK. It's he's not he's not going to be returning back to Lexington. And I am surprised by just the the timing of it all, I guess, and maybe just how definitive all these folks are. Because I actually thought that this could be this could be something that could drag Draw on out. a little bit. Yeah, it's something yeah. that could be up in the air that could kind of go way back. You know, one week everybody thinks he's coming back, the next week everybody thinks he's going to go, and maybe we end up getting that. And this is just one of the weeks where everybody thinks for sure he's going to go. But I, I have been a little surprised just by one the news that he's definitively not going to be back at UK, and two just the timing and how quickly this this decision or this conclusion has seemed to come about. And it seems that he's going to go pro. Uh, there seems to be some belief around Chris Livingston's camp that he's going to be a first-round pick. Maybe some NBA teams have said some stuff to him, or that's just the goal of where he wants to get to. And that he, it's not that he's going to necessarily transfer to another school. Uh, it's that he's going to go to the NBA, and that that will be what ends his time at UK. Roush, what do you make of all this? I would say the first, the most important part of this entire thing, especially, I mean, really, like, you should be asking yourself, Joe Joe Schmo should say this every time you see a report, you ask yourself the question, where is this coming from? And in this case, Jack's down at the McDonald's All-American game. He's talking to people in the recruiting world, but I think more importantly, there's it's, it's, it's a very NBA-centric type event. Um, I, I would say that if there was a hundred people there on the sidelines watching the scrimmages, probably seventy to thirty percent ratio. Is that you think that's fair of NBA to recruiting folks, TJ? 
Yeah, somewhere around there. 70-30, 60-40. But there's more NBA people than not. And so I, I think what you're seeing is they know who Chris Livingston's people are. And the expectation um, is for his people to say, yeah, it's, it's time to go. It's time to go. Um, I, I thought there's been some interesting points for Chris to return. Um, you know, Mark Story made a couple of them last week where he's like, you know, he he made some uh, intentional decisions to go out of his way to develop as a basketball player before he arrived at Kentucky, right? Like, he 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 could have been the star in Akron and just had sold out gyms for every one of his games. Instead, he went to the middle of nowhere at Oak Hill, worked on his game for a year, then went to Kentucky. But you could you could see the line of thinking where he would maybe go against the grain to to want to stay. Um, but I, I think the part that's I think Chris's biggest problem has always been the people he surrounded himself by, and I don't know if that's necessarily the fault of his. I think he's just from Akron. So he gets around LeBron's people, and LeBron's people are going to lift him up. They're going to, you know, the Rich Paul crew, the Clutch Sports, they're 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 wanting to put him on the fast track. And I I think they they hurt him during his time at UK by like at least for our understanding is that they were pretty adamant on him being a three at the next level when it's pretty clear that he would thrive as a four, and it might have cost him a month or two of quality basketball playing out of position. So uh, it, would it surprise me? No, I would love to have Chris Livingston back for another year. But kind of to your point, I I, I, I hope that it would be less cut and dry, but at least the folks in the NBA circle just aren't holding their breath at all and expect him to, to make the leap and probably be like a late first-round pick or something. And this won't be like the last piece of news that will do this, but I was – I, I shouldn't be, I guess. But it was, it was slightly surprising, the reaction from some UK fans to this news, like the doom and gloom of it all. If you're still getting surprised by roster decisions or you're it's getting your, up... It's your 15. Like. Yeah, it's on you at this point. Like, you've yeah. seen it all. You've seen it all. Nothing really should surprise you from a roster decision, whether NBA, transferring. It, I mean, it happens. It happens everywhere. UK maybe more NBA head scratching decisions than your average school because they have more players that are in a position for that. But with the transfer portal, like you're going to be losing players. Sometimes it may be even a surprise player. It, it, it's just it's something that's going to happen. And losing guys to the NBA, that's that's stuff that we've been through. That's stuff that shouldn't surprise. But again, every so often there's pieces of news that people just freak out about and it, it, it takes a life of its own if this happens you know best of luck to to chris if you if, if an nba team really is promising you a first round pick you probably need to you probably need to see that through you probably need to jump on that because what's a good sophomore season at uk going to what's that going to amount to in terms of an nba draft stock probably a first round pick well, if you can get that a year earlier, then maybe it's in your best interest to do that. We mentioned last week how I wonder if seeing Ashton Hagens and Scalabissier there before the NCAA tournament games playing in the G League, if that would be eye-opening to people that, hey, you know what, NCAA tournament, this lifestyle, a little bit more fun maybe than that lifestyle. Maybe the paycheck, if you 
or a first round promise that would that would make up for it having to play in empty gyms for uh, several months out of the season. But if that's what he wants to do, I don't think anybody can really necessarily blame him. We're going to probably forever misremember Chris Livingston or misremember his time at UK because and and Roush, you you had already touched on it here earlier earlier in this conversation about Chris Livingston is people are going to talk about out of position playing. But one thing we are going to need to remember is that like when UK was playing its best basketball, it was with him yeah. at the three. Yeah. Like, you know, it, and maybe maybe you, when UK was playing its best, best basketball was when everybody was healthy there for like those one or two games where CJ was, was at the three. Um, you can play Livingston at the four. I was the one that was pounding the drum probably more than anybody. But then once Toppin became a consistent somebody that you could rely on, and then sure enough, he was inconsistent, and it cost UK its season. But once he was becoming more and more consistent there, and he was for probably two months, you had to have him at the four. You had to have Oscar at the five. So if you wanted Livingston on the court, the only way you were going to be able to do that was him at the three, and it it started to work. It, it actually started to work. Now, that being said, if Toppin needed to take a break, I was totally cool and wanted to just move Livingston down to the four, put Reeve, CJ, Wallace there, and and go a little bit smaller. You saw a little bit of that, a little bit of that, not as much as I think we would have liked, but I, I don't think I don't think we can really look at the Livingston era and be like, well, he was he totally was played out of position. Because it, I think you just played him where you could get him on the floor when it was all said and done. When all the dust settled, UK's best lineup was Wallace, Reeves, Livingston, Toppin, Oscar, and nobody's going to be disagreeing with that. Yeah, and I think a lot of it just comes down to you want it like part of when they were playing their best basketball is when Livingston was playing well, and it just felt like sometimes you were pulling teeth to try to get him to do what he was best at and that's driving to the lane because he was a more physical mismatch on some people and you you just wanted to see him kind of use that athleticism to get by bigger slower defenders but it was hard to do at that three spot Um, he did rebound well and hell he even actually played pretty good um, in that final game of the season um, if I'm not mistaken or was that the Providence game that he played well in Uh, Providence game I'm pretty sure okay but um yeah I it's 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 disappointing. Um, would like to see him back again, but uh, you know, at this point, like you said, TJ, would not be surprised by anything any of these guys did anymore. I just can't or or get upset or anything like that because it just it is what it is. Um, and you know what, we've had some pleasant returns on the other end that happened last year with Oscar and Toppin and a lot of others, and look where it got us. You know, <laughs> so it's it's kind of both sides of the coin here. What will suck, and I don't, I don't like again. Just conversation that I just said, and everything that you just added on is is mixed into this as well. You can like I, I think a legit criticism, or not even I don't know, maybe criticism conversation that could lead to a criticism would be: Did Cal waste a lot of growing pains on trying to have Chris Livingston pan out? For no, for very little payoff, a payoff of him playing well towards the end of the season, but still not really well enough to. And what he 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 wasn't a dominant freshman in the sense that UK fans are used to, 
He didn't help inspire this big tournament run. So it's like you, you in November and December played this dude a ton, a lot of times when he was struggling, and you're not even going to get a sophomore year out of him. You didn't get a March payout out of him. You're not going to get a sophomore year payout out of him. You, you wasted a lot of you, – you spent a lot of development time on this piece that you're not going to see through. I think that that is something that can be said. I, I, what I would argue against myself or what I would counter to that is say, like, again, when UK was at its best, though, it still included Livingston. So there, the payoff was what, what you got. It ended up not being what you were hoping for. But UK was still at its best or near its best towards the end of the season. That was with Chris Livingston being a part of the whole piece of the puzzle. So it will stink if you don't get a sophomore year out of it, but it the the development was still worth it based on what you needed at the end of the year. Because if it wasn't Livingston, who else was it going to be realistically? Like people, if you weren't going to play Livingston at the three there at the end of the season, who else were you going to play? Okay, C.J. Frederick wasn't hitting shots, also couldn't breathe. That's problematic on a basketball court, not being able to breathe. Really problematic anywhere in anything that you're doing. If you're not going to be able to breathe, that's going to be tough to accomplish. So who else? else? Okay, so not CJ, not Livingston. Who else? So, you know, I I do think it's going to stink if he actually does go, and it seems like everybody seems to indicate that he is, so you probably should have that mindset that he is going to go. That you're not going to get this sophomore, hey, you know, you went through all those bad games in November and December and sometimes in January, but it was all worth it for the following year and the payout of what you got over a sophomore Chris Livingston. You're probably not going to get that, but I also don't think it means you, you totally wasted him. It just didn't really – you never really got the – you know the star in Mario Kart where you you turn into the rainbow and you can, like nothing can hmm. stop you. And it's also dance. You never got that from Chris Livingston. You, yeah. I think at best you got like a blue shell. Like it was fun, you know. You did a little bit of damage, but not not. It didn't really change the impact of the race. Yahoo! <laughs> My son really is looking forward to the Mario movie coming out because it, we we've been playing a game since he was a little, where I like pick him up by his shoulders and bounce him up the stairs. And we call it Mario because I make the Mario sound every time we jump. Just yeah, yeah, yahoo! And so now he's 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 got to go see Mario. So we're we're looking forward to that. I digress to say that I did think I don't want to say it's surprising, but like it it is disappointing though that um, of all when we talked about the three, you know, we, we mentioned the three off the top. I don't think anybody is disappointed or like there, there there's going to be a very ho-hum reaction to Damian Collins's departure and I just I just thought we were going to get a lot more obviously circumstances changed by tragedy in his family but I just just thought we'd get at least a bare minimum a shot blocker that would come in and, and have a significant impact but um, with Oscar being Oscar and with Collins kind of maybe maybe behind a little bit I just I Seeing that guy standing next to Jay Lucas in those recruiting photos and see how long his arms are, you're just like, man, this dude could be awesome. And we just, we never, never really got to see that outside of the Bahamas when he dunked on that dude. Yeah. The, the longer you 
talk sports, write about sports, just have sports opinions and takes. The the your lists should always be growing if you're being honest. But I'll have to add Damian Collins to the list of just like I, I was very wrong about what I thought you were going to see out of that guy at at Kentucky. Um, I thought he was gonna. I thought he had potential just to be an absolute and total freak, like a game changer because of his shot blocking ability and just a, a, like rim rolling ability too. Just throw the ball anywhere up near the vicinity of the basket, and he will come down and dunk it. And you just really not never never really got to see it. He would do some nice things. I do wish he would have played more. Uh, I think he should have played more. So that that was a little disappointing. Maybe it was just a lack of opportunity. And he was behind a national player of the year, which makes that a little bit more difficult. Uh, I still think I would have gotten him more in at the four. But I I thought I thought it was going to be different for him. I, I and I was also hoping that. As the season went on, I was hearing some better things about chances of him staying in Lexington because when all this went down and he was hardly playing or seeing the floor or even sniffing minutes back in November and December, it, it was like a foregone conclusion he was gone. Like he may may not even make it through the season type of deal. Like he will not he will not be at UK next year for sure and maybe not finish out this year. And then that kind of changed the the whispers, the talks in January and February is like he he he's falling like in love with basketball again. His he's really like being around the team. He's having fun and kind of turned a corner a little bit, which is really can you really turn a corner with everything that him and his family had gone through? It's going to take a lot of time, but he was seemingly happier is at least the, what people were saying. That's good. I was thinking that with that change, that maybe he was going to actually stay. But again, the people more in the know are suggesting it's still just he's got to got to get back closer to home. So if that ends up being the case, again, very wrong about how he, I thought his time at UK was going to pan out. But we'll still be rooting for him and wishing him the best. And I still think he could be a nice college basketball player. I don't if he leaves UK, I bet we hear from him again. Just yep. you know. In a high, like a top ten highlight, something freakish. He'll have uh, a he'll have a lot of double doubles or something. I bet we hear from him again. But I would like for him to stay at UK if you could. Uh, doesn't sound like that's going to be the case though. And and with any of these departures, it does just mean all right. Hey, let's reassess. Do you do you hit the portal? Is there a player you can get there that we can make up what you thought you were going to get from Chris Livingston? or Damian Collins, or do you even need to go to the portal? Do you like what you have coming in? Do you just ask a little bit more out of your freshman uh, or another player that's returning? Do they just need to step up and do a little bit more? But it does it for as much as people are going to get frustrated or mad or disappointed, especially probably more with Livingston than Collins. It does prevent, it does present an opportunity that the portal, you can maybe get something better potentially. It's not impossible. Can I also just say that, there's a lot of takes out there right now with the final four that are just really, really dumb. Um, yeah, you gotta, gotta get old and stay old. Uh, look, the transfer portal, it's just really like, look at all these transfers. 16 of the 20 starters came from the portal. And it's like, okay, we're in a very weird, like you cannot make some sort of grandiose statements about the sport of college basketball. Cause you got a bunch of 24 year olds playing right now. Like it, it's, it's a weird time, all right? Water will go back to its level. This is a very weird year. 
but it's it's also a one-off to have um what is it a nine a four a five and a what's the other seed that are in it like that that this is this is out of the norm acting like this is going to be the baseline going forward is just it's a silly silly take and i'm not here for it yeah what is it a five five four nine yeah there we go i, I Correct. forgot what the uh miami was um but yeah, also, I, I was, I was, I'm, we didn't get into it. I, if, if we were, I thought maybe it'd be scoots, but like, I, I, I was, I am waiting and maybe it's today. Maybe it's just cause it's Monday and you haven't had radio shows and podcasts and stuff like that. But I am waiting for like, what does this mean for college basketball? Uh, the, the parody, the, the goodbye blue blood. Like I haven't, we haven't ha- I haven't heard any hot final four takes rash. I'm a little disappointed in it. Well, uh, the, I think the biggest indictment on the parody is if UConn doesn't win, which if you don't win now, UConn, like, what the hell? Uh, but the the new national champions, if you had it three and four years in basketball and you haven't had a new national championship since 1996 in football when Florida won it, like, it does say that parody is uh, clearly – more alive and well in the other sport. But TJ, remember what we were saying two months ago about this college basketball season? It's going to be a wide open NCAA tournament. Yeah. No, there's no good teams. Like, like this is what we've been talking about. No crap. Like we hey. saw this college basketball season. Number ones kept going down. So what happens? Number ones went down in the NCAA tournament. Weird, huh? I had, I love it. Like, I love this Final Four. And I loved last year's Final Four, too, which was as blue blood, really, as a blue blood Final Four can be. Maybe just replace Kentucky with with Villanova or get UCLA in there somehow. But you had Duke, you had UNC, you had Kansas. Like, that that was as blue – that was the big-time Final Four. This year, it's different. And that's the beauty of the NCAA tournament is you can just get wildly different years. And – and, and I don't know if I was a business in Houston, maybe, maybe it's not going to be as great. Or if I was a C, if I was the NCAA tournament and I was worried about TV ratings, maybe this final four is not going to be the most watched final four of all time. However, if you're a Florida Atlantic fan living anywhere in the country, wouldn't you think like, Hey, I, this is, I'm never going to get to see this team in the final four again. I'm going to, I'm going to make travel plans to go to Houston. Same with San Diego State, and they had a ton of people in Louisville, and I imagine that you'll get significantly more down in Houston for them. So if you're a San Diego State fan, like you're not missing that opportunity. Uh, if you are a Miami fan, like you've stunk in football for so long, hey, you know what? Maybe it was basketball all along. Like this is what we were supposed <laughs> to actually be going all in on. So I bet Miami's going to have a ton of people in Houston, and then UConn fans will show up. They they are just an underwhelming fan base just to begin with. No offense to UConn. So I actually think that like UConn being kind of your cash cow, your big your big program, uh, that's one you kind of got hosed in. Because I remember UK fans that went to Houston in eleven were like, yeah, the lack of U- the lack of UConn fans there were embarrassing. So I'm sure it's probably going to be probably pretty similar for them. Just well, uh, twelve it, years later, going back to that city. If 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 there's any. Uh... If there's a time for UConn fans to show their excitement, because uh, hearing some Big East folks, apparently they're kind of like the the Duke of the Big East. People really seem to hate them. So if they are truly the evil empire yeah. of the Big East, then they'll show up in droves to, to 
to Houston. Well, they're super. They're just kind of like an annoying fan base for people that have had encounters with UConn fans. They're just like loud, you know. They're just like loud. Basically, stereotypical Northeast people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the uh, (laughs) whatever. Uh, All right, let's take our last break. We're going to come back, and then we're just going to do text for the rest of of the remainder of the show. So. It's been a jam-packed. We could probably get in more analysis about this, that, or the other, but we finish the show with your text on the Thornton's text line when we return for one final segment of Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. And Salsaritas for lunch. Great way to start your week with a nice quesadilla, burrito, nachos, guacamole, queso, wildly addictive chips, hot spicy salsa. They have it all at Salsaritas. You know the salsa is good because it's in their name. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown has a drive-thru. St. Matthews. Download the app. Save time. Save money when you shop and purchase yummy, yummy Mexican food at Salsaritas. Text on into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Just do want to remind people that a week from today will be the national championship basketball game, and it's an absolute joke that it doesn't start until 920 at night. Just want to remind people that that's dumb. Wait, is it really that late? Yeah. <sighs> oh, I'm going to be watching it on Central Time, though. So that'll be nice. Ooh. Yeah. Where are you, you going to be on spring break? Uh, we can get away spring break. <laughs> we're we're going to visit my uh, sister and uh, her uh, her boy uh, Wesley. He's turning two, so he's turning two. Duke turns three, like right around the same time. So we usually use this as a joint joint birthday weekend. So we'll head down to Birmingham and uh, might get in a little golf this weekend. So uh, should be a good time. Wow, Masters right around the corner. Yeah, I'm basically preparing for it. I don't see why you wouldn't. I don't see why you wouldn't. Well, that'll be nice. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. Should be should be a good time. Don't get to see them enough. Speaking so, of uh, golf, frustrating weekend for me when it comes to golf. I uh, So I started okay. doing the thing where I bet on Rom, Scheffler, and McElroy every tournament. Bet on them this tournament. They're playing match play. Scheffler and Rory both in the final four on opposite sides of the bracket. So I'm like, yes, feeling good. They both lose in their freaking final four match. I was pissed. Add that on top of me having a preseason Texas bet to the final four. Had a rough weekend, fellas. Oh, preseason? Preseason, like a month before the season. How? How? What what kind of odds were we looking at? It was plus nine hundred. Oh man, that's that's yeah. That's that's tough. It was. It was a big bummer of a Sunday for me. Yeah, I will say though there is there is a quite a thrill going into a game with a future on the line, and you're like, well, I don't need to bet because I've already made my bet, and it's it's kind of juicy here, so let's let's take it home and uh, 
Shout out to Los Aztecas. Well, and especially with that way the game was going, my gosh, they were killing them. I was like, I was counting my money already. And then they were like, huh, not so fast, Mr. Kalen. Oh, gosh, that's tough. That's tough. Oh, well. Yeah, they, really, they really choked that one away. Uh, let's read some texts. Let's do it. Okay. 502-414-1450 is the number to the Thorns text line. Um, I will say I'm not exactly sure where we begin because I did leave early, so I'm not. We completed Fridays. Start at the beginning. Bradshaw, Ugo, Collins, where? That's five centers. We won't be going for a six. Three and D wing, stretch four, and another shooter are our biggest needs. And they corrected themselves and said four centers. Well, it sounds like maybe Collins not going to be a part of the mix there. Yeah, could be. Um, I, I, I will say, uh, the point you made after the season ended when talking about, uh, like the three and D wing, it, it, that's gotta be the, probably the most coveted player in general in the transfer portal, right? Cause when can you not use somebody who can be an out, outstanding perimeter defender and also a pretty decent three point shooter? I feel like that, I, there's not one team that would turn that down. No, well, Kentucky kind of did last year with Terrence Shannon. But, yes, no, I, I agree with you. Like, no doy. Uh, you also want a freakish big man that can do it all as well and a guard that can run the show and score from three different levels. Yeah, I do agree with you that it is kind of like, yes, anybody would like something like that. But I, I do I, – I just – again, Cal can be so reactionary to his rosters at times that I think he'll just really maybe want to put an emphasis on making sure he'll have somebody that – he can think or he thinks can lock down. Maybe he thinks you already have that with one of the freshmen potentially, but honestly, like, you know, you get any sort of negative news in this fan base and people can just really, really lose their minds. The the news that Jack had, my biggest takeaway is like, Oh, they're probably going to get Antonio Reeves back. That's huge. Yeah. Like, I almost took that news, not as good news necessarily, but, like, if you gave me all that stuff together, I'd almost say, like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, you know, I, I do. Didn't think, I didn't, I'm not really going to fall in love with Collins to begin with. I, I want him to be around, and I still – I just kind of don't want to be wrong about my how, how excited I was about the guy. But he still has potential, obviously. But if he leaves, I don't think it's going to be the end of the world necessarily. And then with Livingston, I'd like him back, but it's not the craziest thing in the world. And I, I did say I'd rather have Reeves back than Livingston because of the shooting. So You're returning me, the the best producer, right? Yeah. But I will say there is um, the trepidation that I have is exclusively because I just I feel like Reeves is a volume guy, and I wonder how much volume he can get. Right. Uh, I I mean maybe. Be on his old shooting rates, he's got other players to bail him out now. But I, I, I wonder uh, how, how the pieces fit together, sort of deal. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. But he's a he's a volume guy that let him if, if they're open, then you're going to be totally all right with it, though. So yeah, it, it's just I, I feel like the guys that they're bringing in are also volume guys. So you know, I, and, and that's just a. Uh, it's also how I feel about. And not to give any credence to Jeff Goodman's thing whenever Kentucky got Dillingham and Wagner, but you always just worry a little bit about fit with, you know, how how each of them go. So 
that's that's really my only like. Well, um, it's always good to have another shooter. I hope this one uh, doesn't. You just hope that they don't. There isn't any sort of uh, not fighting is the right word, but there's only one ball. Am I right? Yeah, and I I, I think that that's fair to be to think about every basketball season. And I think you can do it with really any sport. Like you just want to make sure the people that you've brought in are going to be, it's going to be able to mesh well. And you don't know that until you see it or you do know it, but I, I've never been a huge proponent of there's only one ball. Um, you can, that's something that again, if you have the talent, you're excited. You have the talent. If you want to, kind of poo-poo the talent, that's what you say. Like, only one ball. Only one ball. And you can go either <laughs> way with that sort of stuff. But, um, all right, if, if, like, DJ wants to go take over the game and then a de- the defense kind of focuses in on him and they're going to be playing off Antonio Reeves or Antonio Reeves will get to play downhill with coming with defenders having to, to scramble over to him, fine by me. Like, I, I think that, that you're going to be able to find a way to be able to make that work in time. But you're right. You don't, you don't know until you do know. And – Mm -hmm. we'll see there are people that just need to have the ball in their hands to get going and you can't do that all the time if you have multiple people with that because there is only one ball breaking news in college basketball uh one texture on the thornton's text line says i think we need to retire the sophomore pj washington jump thing it's the exception not the rule um i don't know if i've heard a ton of that but like I, I I would say retire just because PJ Washington was also a really good freshman. I don't know if people just like gloss over his freshman season, but they just see the 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 they remember that final game, right? He uh, was so polished. Like there there was a the, the biggest change was he's really good freshman year, but he's just inconsistent and he'd have some like ugly games or ugly moments in games. And then sophomore year, he really was super consistent really reliable, just did the same stuff almost every night. So I guess that is a nice, but he was really good as a freshman too. Yeah. He's going to come back. Well, and I mean, that just the root of the argument too, like typically players come back because they were bad. And so it's, it's more difficult, like the, it's more difficult uh, to, to, to make that jump. Um, but there's been guys that have come back and have looked better, like Willie Colley Stein, you know, before PJ Washington mm-hmm. got progressively better throughout his career before ending hit as an all American, like Tyler Ulis, uh, that was, he was pretty good from freshman to sophomore year. So like, there's definitely examples of players improving throughout their time at Kentucky, but you know, uh, PJ was, it's a, it's a high bar. It's a high bar. Well, and let's also not forget Jacob Toppin. Like, yeah. it, it took time, and in November and in December, I, me more than anybody else was like, man, it just – I think Cal may have chose the wrong. By the end of it, it was good. It was yeah. good. Like, you know, Jacob Toppin was a good enough four to – not to beat Kansas State, unfortunately. It, it all it makes it so tough talking about him because he, he finished so poorly, and it did, sadly, really hurt UK's chances. But uh, he was good. He was reliable throughout the season especially once the turn of the calendar, he did a lot of good things, but that you, I, that's what we hoped for when, when we saw top in last year, like we hope that he can be a consistent, reliable four. And eventually you did get that from him. So people that can hang around can, can improve and be a little bit more polished. And I think that can go with some players on this year's team and Reeves included. Uh, I would love for him to be more consistent as well. 
Another texture says, Car and Shireman are still dancing. I remember them rumored to UK at one point. Can we not afford to get players like that? Did Cal turn them down? Uh, Marcus Carr also blew the game because he's a Nimrod. What a dumbass play at the end of that game. What, what was he trying to shoot against? It was stupid. I was driving me nuts. Yes, I had Texas. Um, Shireman, too, if you all will recall, he just was basically... It is funny, though, because the guy who did all the nil wheeling and dealing, he was Shireman's agent. I think Nigel Pack and Isaiah Watt. No, I think just Nigel Pack's, actually. But he was both of their agents, and then they were still alive until the end. But that that guy was um, – Kentucky's dealt with some sketchy characters. They weren't dealing with that guy. So uh, that was kind yeah, of – Yeah, I think you'll have some fans just with the state of where UK's been be like, deal with those people like do do what you got to do to get good players in Baylor Shireman good player Carr, good player the Shireman stuff I, I I think it ended up being okay I don't does he make Kentucky that much better probably makes UK a little bit better but I don't think it's anything overly drastic from the season that they had Carr is a little bit different and I do think if you could just go back in time, like oh, I, you get him over Severe Wheeler because that him was over the Severe Wheeler, and I think yeah. things were a lot different for two years yeah. of UK basketball. If, if and he might have, he, he might have yeah. only been one year too. In um, which case, you get somebody else in there for the second year, and it's still different. And may yeah. and you needed to, Case and Wallace needed a little bit more help there, and not having a backup point guard. Uh, the whole team needed a backup point guard, and not having that was difficult. So. The Shireman one, not so much. The Carr one, in hindsight, yeah, that was that was a misstep by Cal and, and UK. Uh, you, you would have rather had that dude than than Wheeler. Yeah. The only log- logical conclusion I can draw is that FAU has more dudes than Kansas State. Am I doing that right? Yep, that's how it works. They've got more dudes. Well, also, what was Noel doing on that last play? He passed it with three seconds left to a dude that was thirty-five feet from the basket. Yeah, that was that was strange. Not, not not a dog, not a dog. That that I I was all right with Kansas State, but that's uh, FAU. I thought was a pretty that was going to be a tough matchup for them because they were going to be able to defend. Uh, and yeah. I think like the recipe for Noel is you just just try to do anything you can to keep him out of the paint, and then definitely stay on your man. Don't collapse down on him, but you just kind of needed to let him shoot. And unfortunately, yeah, it's UK, almost. He just had, you know, he was on. Right, right, right. They made him take like 35 footers and he made them. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's about as good as you can do, right? Um, Marcus Carr, you know, we talk about how that game flipped so quickly yesterday. It was his stupid foul because he missed that shot. So he was embarrassed by it. So he was trying to over overextend. They, they could have played that possession out and been totally fine. But once he fouled, one, it changed the shot clock dynamics, but it didn't really matter because then they got to go. Miami got to go shoot free throws, and they just didn't miss a free throw down the stretch. Or maybe they missed one, but it didn't matter by that point. So, Carr really kind of really messed that game up for them late, unfortunately. Oh, so I, I did miss the initial joke because people are still holding on to Jerome Tang's dudes thing. Um, so good for you guys holding grudges. Hey, uh, Coach uh, Pootie Tang, I guess FAU just had more dudes. Suck it. Pootie Tang, great movie if you've never seen it before. Instant American classic. Um, another says, uh, Coach Tang, is it fair to say the dudes didn't care who played for Kansas State in the past with the rich tradition there? Yeah, pe- people are just really 
really still held up on that. But good for you, Texture. Hold that, hold that grudge. Uh, do, do you all like how there are no number one seeds in the Final Four? Fine by me. I, I, I don't care in the slightest, unless UK was a one seed, in which case I'd care. Um, but I'm, I'm pumped for Saturday. FAU San Diego State's going to be awesome. Whoever wins that game can legitimately win a national championship, which is like if Florida Atlantic wins a national championship, that is wild. That is just crazy. If San Diego State does, that is two. They have a, you know, they have a, people, a, the average college basketball fan have maybe heard of a good San Diego State team in their lifetime at some point. And then any of the four really, I think, can win it. You obviously, I think everybody, UConn, understandably so, the favorite. But guards win in March. And Miami, I, I'm probably taking their backcourt over UConn's, although I definitely would take UConn's frontcourt. But we'll see about that. It's going to be a fun Final Four. I'm pumped about it. And you've got three out of the four fan bases that just won't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> be like Ricky Bobby after winning a race. I don't know what to do with my hands. I am worried about the, the title game. Um just for a moment. Oh, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Like, yeah, but can't you see like UConn just beating the brakes off of both teams? No, no, these teams are good. Miami. Like, what, what more do you need? San Diego State just kind of punked Alabama, the team that, like myself included, everybody just had kind of anointed as Final Four favorites. It's yeah. going to take a really bad night for them to lose. They just but punked I could, them. Yeah, but they also like their best player, Brandon Miller, was just non-existent. Can't you see Wong and Pack staying hot and just? combining to score 50 points and like San Diego state would have to, they have to win in the fifties and low sixties. They, they, they do. I, I would say that that's my only concern is that it probably won't be the most like pleasing basketball if San Diego state makes the championship, but they are going to play whoever they play in the title game close. And then if it's Florida Atlantic, I think you'll probably see a little bit more points, but Florida Atlantic can beat these teams as well. I don't think they will. I am I am taking whoever comes out of the Miami UConn game to win, but I think it's a wide open Final Four, and that's crazy to say that when you've got Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, Miami there. A Florida Atlantic Miami championship also would just be hysterical. So funny, like just like name a region that cares less about the sport than South Florida, and then you all go compete for a championship. Like <laughs> they, they may break into their baseball game to cover the national championship if yeah. that's the case. So like hilarious. you know they don't care about basketball. That'll be hilarious because then they will, they will. Like they'll get super into it, and uh, of course you've got like people in Kentucky that would just do anything to get back to a Final Four, and you're gonna have Florida Atlantic fans be like, hey, this is fun. We should care about basketball more often. This is neat. It is neat. And uh, they're good teams, and they deserve it. And that's the beauty of the tournament. You play it out. You figure it out. A texter says, all right, gents, I have Miami on a future bet at plus 5,970 to win the tournament. Risk $10 to win 597 So now I need some hedging advice. If you're in my shoes, what are you doing moving forward? A lot depends on this upcoming line, but let me know what y'all think. Uh, if I was going, I think what you do is you just bet uh, UConn to uh, future as well, because you'll probably get them at like plus 150, plus 200, which is better than money line you'll get on two games. And you don't want to hedge with the other side too. You're basically hedging to not have a team in the, the final, I think. So I, I think that's how it would go. And I still wouldn't put a lot on it. Like, you only spent $10 to win a bunch. So, I, you know. I'm curious. You all in on hedging seems kind of lame. I'm curious if there's minus a. Minus 125. Minus 125? Ooh, 
I'm wondering if there is a cash out option on that bet for Pumley Bro. If there's a cash Ooh. out option, take the cash out and then bet the whatever you want on whatever you're feeling. Here's what I would do is I would do a future bet on San Diego State, Florida Atlantic and put like 50 on both those and so that way you're oh yeah, you're guaranteed to have a team in the title. You're guaranteed to have a team in the title, and then if, if Miami can beat UConn, then you're just good, and then you you know you're you're making you're making bank, and then if UConn wins, you still have a little bit of scratch, and you can still additionally hedge potentially, so that way you're making sure you're you're getting money regardless, and you could just either do UConn spread potentially or UConn money line, and that way you definitely would come away with some money. So you got options there, Plumley bro. Get creative. Have fun. Or just let it ride. Ride, ride, ride. Let it ride. A texter says, starting the title game at 920 is so ridiculous. I don't know why they do that every year. It, 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 they can't even do like nine either is the sad thing. They couldn't even do nine o'clock. I usually use that at night to like drink, so I don't really care. It sucks on Tuesday, but like, you it's know. It's a Monday night. I, I hate it. Like, think about how much we complain when UK just has a regular 9 o'clock game. And then this one's 20 minutes later than that. It's the national championship, so, like, commercials seem longer. The whole the whole production is a little bit longer. And then halftime is literally longer, too. Yeah, but uh, counterpoint, babies are asleep, so, you know. Yeah, I'm a baby, and I'll, I'm asleep by that point. What's your old handicap uh, in golf? 15. Handicap. <laughs> I'd go. I'd go eighteen for me. Thoughts: Kentucky baseball getting super hot. Still a very long season, but Mingione deserves credit for the start of the season. Yeah, going down. If so, winning that first sweeping Mississippi State while good, they're they might be the worst team in the SEC this year. So, like that was what you should have done. But going on the road at Alabama and taking that series, well done. And hell, they almost swept them too. We're up. Uh, late in, uh, I want to say, the seventh inning of game three before they let that one slip away. So uh, a nice series. They gutted one out. I think didn't Friday nights go to like 12 innings? So mm-hmm. they're winning some close game. And 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 what – here's here's the part that he does deserve a ton of credit is we said just be good enough for us to care. Well, they got a big series coming up against Missouri this weekend at home. Probably the first time you're going to have fans like actually pack that stadium. So should be should, – thanks, Kentucky baseball. Thanks. And fans should, and credit to UK baseball. That was a huge series win. I really wish they would have gotten the sweep. They they played well enough to be able to do it, but you don't complain over series wins, and I'm certainly not going to do it. Uh, that's they, they are doing everything that you could be doing to get the fans involved, and I hope the fans respond. We're, we're going to cover them more. We're going to talk more about them uh, because it's, it's something exciting. We want them to be good, and I'll gladly be wrong if Benji Owen can figure this stuff out. I'll own up to it. Uh, personally apologize to him if that's what it takes. We just want him to be good, and this is more fun than the alternative. So keep it rolling, Batcats. Uh, Texter says, with Chris leaving, Case and Top and Oscar Severe, maybe Ugo Cal will need to hit the portal, especially since we play first week of July. He needs to build that chemistry up, and that's not counting Rob not coming. He needs to figure it out. I'm not worried about you gonna transfer, and I know people are saying that's potentially on the table. I get that. I, I don't think it's going to happen. And then the Rob Dillingham stuff is interesting. Travis Graff came out, and he thinks there's only a 40 to 50% chance, in his personal opinion, 
that Rob Dillingham plays at UK. Those are conversations that, that's we, we'd have to spend more time on that tomorrow. But let, let, let's do that. Let's circle back and talk about that. Uh, the, my quick answer is just UK needs to figure it out. Like if Dillingham's going to be here or not be here, it's no big deal really either way. If he's not going to be here, it's not the end of the world. You can go get a transfer portal player that maybe would even be better. If he is going to be here, then you need to stop with the shenanigans and just know that he's going to be here. And that'd be good too because he's a good player and he's fun and he's fast and he's quick and he does all that stuff. So there's my uh, 36,000 feet above the ground take on the Dillingham situation. Uh, do we have time for one more text? No, probably just cut it off there. You think? Yeah, yeah, we got it's a, it's a long one, so might as well. Yeah. We only got a few left for tomorrow. Just just enough to for some leftovers. Love good leftovers. Who doesn't love leftovers? All right, everybody have a great Monday. Thanks for the text into the show. Thanks for listening. Waking up with Kentucky roll call. We'll be back tomorrow, seven o'clock, and we'll talk about stuff. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Keep it walking. So good to me.